I want you to open your Bibles with me to Genesis 12 and then we will flip over to Proverbs 10:22. These are these two are the you know key verses for what I'm teaching about the blessing of the Lord. So keep your finger crossed uh, to Proverbs 10:22 and then first we're going to read uh, Genesis 12:2 and then we will read uh, Proverbs 10:20. Let me read it for you. It says and I will make of thee a great nation and I will bless thee. Look at the words that God is saying to Abraham. It's not to Abraham, it's to each and every one of us this morning. And I will make of thee a great nation and I will bless thee and make thy name great and thou shall be a blessing. How many of you want to be a blessing? Amen. If you want to be a blessing, you got to believe the blessing of the Lord is in you. God has already blessed you, you know. Now come with me to Proverbs 10, 22. It says, the blessing of the Lord, it maketh rich. And he addeth no sorrow with it. I want to, I want to add a, a word with it, you know. Let's not stop with the word rich. But let's say the blessing of the Lord you know, bringeth everything into our life. You need health, you need peace, you need joy, you need whatever for you to live a very better life. You got to know the blessing of the Lord is the one that brings all of those good things. So I showed you last week, blessing is good. Sometimes Christian people have a wrong idea about blessing. That's because we don't understand what is blessing and what blessing brings into our life. Sometimes the money that we have in our hand, we say it's blessing. The job, the position, you know, all the, you know, fame and influence that we have, we think that's a blessing. But that's not blessing. Those are the things which has been brought by the blessing into your life. So what do you, what do you, what is the Bible referring to the word blessing? That's a very important thing, you know. That's why the Bible says, the Lord, the blessing of the Lord maketh you rich. And if you go to Deuteronomy 8, verse 18, it says, you know, God is the one who gives you strength to earn wealth. Not only wealth, everything in life. Whatever you need, whatever you need to keep you more strong, keep you more healthy, keep you more, you know, delightful, keep you more, you know, blessed to people around. Do you? So you see the blessing of the Lord is giving you strength. That's blessing. So what is blessing? Blessing is a, is a strength that you receive from God. Blessing is an anointing that you receive from God. Blessing is a wisdom that you receive from God. Blessing is an authority that you receive from God. So we need that blessing. We have a good rain outside, you know. That's one kind of blessing. Amen. And the blessing of the Lord is, is a very key thing to learn in our life because we confuse things and the blessing that God really wants to do through our life. So you got to make sure that the blessing is more bigger than your money. Your blessing is more bigger than all the possession, all the fame, all the influence, all the things and all the comforts that you have. It is more beyond and bigger than all of these things. And the way I like how God is saying here, he says, uh, God is the one who giveth strength to earn wealth. The Bible did not say God is giving you wealth. That's how many Christians are taking it, you know. They think God is giving wealth, you know, but the Bible says he gives you strength to get your victory. He gives you strength to see that the work of your hand is prospering. It is the strength that God gives. That is the blessing that you got to believe. You know, the work that we do is a common work among people. You know, we are not doing something very, you know, unique. We are just working like everybody else. How many of you are getting what I'm saying? 
We just have a family like everybody else. But what is differentiating our life is we have the blessing of the Lord which gives us the strength, which gives us the wisdom, which gives us the anointing to show forth among people that we are different. That is the work of the blessing of the Lord is doing in our day-to-day life. And you know, that is what God is trying to tell Abraham. Abraham, I have given you that blessing. You are not a common man, you know, though you, you look like a common man, but I'm going to make you special because I have placed my blessing upon your life. That's why you see God is again and again telling him, I will bless you and I will keep you a blessing. You shall be a blessing. Look at there are so many times God is again and again using the word blessing in the life of Abraham because God wants Abraham to believe that the blessing of the Lord is going to do something in his life. I want you to believe just like how Abraham was able to believe when God said, I will bless you. I have made you to be a blessed person. You are going to be a blessing. God wanted him to believe because the blessing of the Lord which can make such great things to take place in life. Now look at after God promising Abraham about the blessing. Now what is, what is happening in the life of Abraham? He's going through a famine immediately. Now that is where God is trying to show Abraham, no matter what your situation is, no matter what kind of problem that you go through, never forget that you have my blessing upon your life. That's why I always say, no matter, you know, which place, where we go, what we do, you know, the place doesn't matter for us, things doesn't matter for us. What matters more in our life is we got to believe, no matter even if I go stand in a place where everything is failing, if I go there, the blessing of the Lord will work through my life and it will change all the failures and God can, you know, Turn every failures into great success because there is something called blessing which is working upon your life. How many of you believe that the blessing of the Lord is working through your life? You know, God is trying to show Abraham, Abraham, now you are seeing a famine, you know, there is no food, no water. People are, you know, afraid to live. They don't know how are they going to survive. Abraham had to have this, had this question. You know, these are natural questions when you go through problems, challenges, situations in life. That's the time God is trying to show Abraham, Abraham, I want to show you who I am. God always wants to prove to the people whom he has blessed, whom he has placed the blessing upon their life. In every situation of our life when we go through, God would always try to prove you to show who he is, how his blessing will work for you in your situation. Never forget, in that same situation, devil will also come and, you know, talk to you, you know, put in a lot of fear, you know, he will discourage you, he will, he will try to disappoint you. But you got to decide, whose thought are you going to take? Are you going to take the thoughts of devil? Or are you going to take the word which has promised you saying, I have blessed you and you will be a blessing. And the blessing means God is giving you strength, anointing, wisdom, authority. All this is going to work through your life because the blessing of the Lord is placed upon you. If you take in those thoughts, I tell you my friend, even in your famine you can flourish, you can increase. That's the power of blessing. God showed Abraham, you know, literally showed him, you know, he, he went because there was a famine, he couldn't live there, so therefore he had to move into the land of Egypt. Abraham did not go into the land of Egypt just because he loved to live there. No, there was no other go, he had to go through that land. And he had to say some excuses, he had to go through some mistakes in his life. But yet you find, you know, nothing was able to, you know, trouble him because... Every kind of trouble, you know, was changed in the life of Abraham because the blessing of the Lord was working. Pharaoh was working in the favor of Abraham. You see that? God was working in the favor of Abraham. 
and you see you know abraham went into the land of egypt you know just not like an ordinary man he, though he was an ordinary man he believed that the blessing of the lord is upon his life therefore you see he went inside the land of egypt with blessing therefore pharaoh you know he gave him so much of wealth when is this happening that's a key thing we got to look into it this is happening when he was going through crisis in life i can challenge you my friend when you start to believe and find out the ways of how god's blessing will start to work in your life in your crisis in your situation in your challenges you will flourish you will you will become an outstanding person people will be amazed to see what is happening in your life something good is happening you know when everybody is not able to you know be successful how is it that you are successful how is that you are flourishing because there's a blessing that is working in my life bible says you know when abraham came out from the land of egypt he had so much of cattle and he had so much of silver and gold you know he had so much of wealth he became rich he was a rich man bible describes him he went inside famine but when he came out from famine bible says he became a rich man how is it possible because blessing can make you rich and it can make you rich in every part of life not just alone in the part of wealth not just alone in the part of money but the wealth the but the blessing of the lord can make you rich in every area of your life in your physical body in your mind in your heart in the work of your hand in everything that you put forth your effort it can make you rich my friend it can you know produce some amazing result in your life when you understand how the blessing which god has placed upon your life begins to work for you you got to get that wisdom you got to get that revelation you got to believe god has blessed me all my curses removed all my you know this and that people who say this and that is not going to work over my life i have the blessing of the lord everything is working for my good because now there is a blessing of the lord that is working in and through my life so you see you know there was a spiritual law you know if you read in genesis chapter 12 verse 3 it says lord said i will bless those who bless you i will curse those who will curse you and in ye, and in thee all the families of the earth will be blessed now look at there's a spiritual law god is saying whoever blesses you abraham i will in turn bless them abraham went inside the land of egypt with blessing therefore pharaoh you know opened up his wealth to abraham to this blessed man god in turn after so many years so many hundreds of years back god allowed joseph to get into the land of egypt and when there was time of famine in the land of egypt god used joseph to bring the blessing into the land of egypt you see god was able to bring forth an outstanding and abundant blessing in the land of egypt this happened just because pharaoh many hundreds of years before he opened up his treasure to this blessed man that's how blessing works my friend you never know when it will come back to you. it will come back you know in many different forms in many different ways god has thousand more ways to bring forth and release the power of blessing to work in your life so it is very important you know now you see abraham had the blessing pharaoh had the wealth now what is big which is big you know do you think wealth is big or the blessing that abraham had in his life is big i would say blessing is big because the blessing of the lord is doing all these things in abraham's life Abraham flourished Abraham increased you know Abraham was able to eat good food when there was famine Pharaoh gave him his palace food you know he had every comfort you know available to his life just because the blessing of the Lord 
was big in Abraham's life. I want to tell you that same blessing of the Lord is upon your life. All that we have to do is we got to consider not the things, not the wealth, not the money as big thing, but we got to consider the blessing of the Lord is great and big in my life. Nothing can be compared to the blessing of the Lord that is working through your life. Your money is a least thing. Your wealth is a least thing. Every other thing is very least. And that's why Abraham, he always considered the blessing of the Lord as something great in his life. After becoming a rich man, he again considered the blessing of the Lord as great thing. That's an attitude of a man who believes and finds out the way of how God's blessing will work in his life. I want to show you that this morning because these are very, you know, key things for our, for our life to understand how God was able to work in Abraham's life. Now you see there was a time in 1 King chapter 17, you know, the prophet Elijah was asked to go to the, you know, Sarivath widow's, you know, house. Now he's going there at the entrance of the city gate. He watches this widow woman and he knows that, knows the condition of that woman. He went and he ate the first bread that the woman gave. Now the prophet Elijah did not go there to eat the bread. You getting what I'm saying? He was not sent there to eat the bread that the woman had. He was sent there to give the blessing. To show that woman that blessing is greater no matter what you have in your hand. God's blessing is bigger than whatever is in your hand. Today, you know, you see, society will accept when a prophet or a man of God, when he looks at a widow, when he looks at a poor person, and if he has the last meal in his hand, and if, the, and if the pastor or the, you know, man of God look at that, you know, poor person and say, I know you have the last meal in your hand. Go prepare the last meal. Eat whatever you want. Finally, if there's something left over, please bring it to me. Now the, now the society will say, ah, oh, he's a good man of God. Because he's, he understands practical problems, you know. But that's not what God was doing there. He was trying to show, you know, the Sarivath widow that God is always greater than your need. God is bigger than of all the problems that we have in our life. You know, we got to find out the right way to work out the blessing of the Lord in our life. Now see the Sarivath widow, she had the bread in her hand. Elijah the prophet, he has the blessing in his life. Now you tell me who's bigger? The prophet, Elijah is the greatest one. You know, he's bigger because he has the blessing. The word of blessing is in the mouth of Elijah. Elijah, after asking all of our, you know, condition, then Elijah is looking at that woman and says, do not be afraid. Go just do according to what you have said me, but bring the first bread to me. Then you and your son and your family will have enough. Now look at here, you know, now, now a miracle or a blessing to work in the Sarivath widow's life, she has to bring. If she says, I'm not going to bring, I'm not going to give, I'm going to keep it, I'm not going to give you, I'm going to eat this and me and my son, we're going to eat and die, we're not going to give it. If she would have not brought that first bread into the, you know, man who had the blessing, Imagine what would happen. She would have died just like how she said. But she understood this man has come far away to give me blessing. Every time when you have blessing in your hand, don't forget there are two kings that will come and visit you. I told you last week. King of Sodom will come and visit you. 
perversion king you know that means he's 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 a king for all disorder all chaos and all illegal things to take place in his country he has been a king who allowed all kind of you know cruel thing to take place in his land so that sodom king can be referred to devil devil is the one who spoils all godly method all godly ways in our life he wants to bring every disorder every chaos every you know curse and every you know troubles in our life in order to do that devil will always come and visit you but there's another king king of selem melkisedek he comes he stands there with the blessing now what is your response you got to consider you got to understand what is big to your life you going to say the money that i earned is very big or you going to say lord this is nothing you are the one who gave me strength to earn this wealth it is you who have given me good health it is you who have given me sound mind it is you who have blessed the work of my hand i would say lord money things possession is not important to me but your blessing is always greater in my life abraham was able to decide this my friend and the sarivat widow you know she was able to decide that that's why the moment she gave the bread into the hands of the man of god what happened the windows of heaven was opened towards her life and god started to pour down the blessing upon her life and the word of god says oil and flour never run out till the famine left that land that kind of blessing started because she made a decision that blessing of the lord is bigger than what i have in my hand now this is where christian people have too much of complication you know this is where we you know raise lot of questions you see when abraham took 318 servants to fight against five kings fight against five great army soldiers and the lord was with abraham the because the blessing of the lord was working upon the life of abraham you know with 318 servant abraham and his servant were able to defeat the kings and they brought back loth and everything king people things that belonged to sodom now when everything was brought back you know abraham is remembering you know it is not out of my strength it is not because i had 318 servant no none of my servant know to fight neither do i know to fight but yet we were able to fight and win this great battle it's not because of our strength it is a, it is because god's blessing which has provided strength to me to gain the success so when he came back you know in order to show forth that god your blessing is big in my life the word of god says if you read in genesis 14 verse 19 and 20 it says he gave tithe from all that the lord gave him now this is very important for our learning you know if you know that you are a blessed man if you consider the blessing of the lord is bigger than everything else then let me tell you my friend you know you will always be in a position to bring everything to god you will say lord nothing is bigger than you you are the first and the best in my life i will never ever change your position no matter whatever you bring into my life i would always keep you the first and the best of my life that's what god was looking at the life of abraham you know nobody told him you know abraham did not have a pastor like you know just like you have today he had no pastor he had nobody to teach melkisedek just standing before him you know he's in the form of jesus 
just standing before Abraham, Abraham understood this is God who has come down to meet me. Therefore, in order to show that God, your blessing is the greatest thing, the biggest thing in my life, therefore, I want to bring the tithe that belongs to you. I'm bringing it to you, Lord. Nothing is bigger than you in my life. That should be the approach of each and every one of our life this morning in order to make the blessing of the Lord work and in order to make the blessing of the Lord consider big in every situation of life. So, you know, we, we look here about King of Sodom and we also look here about the King of Selim. Now, who is this Melchizedek? Why did Abraham went and gave tithe into the hands of Melchizedek? Why was it necessary? You know, now the question here we got to ask here is, is the blessing of Abraham is big or the tithe that Abraham gave is big? And to that question, Abraham would say, blessing is always big. Tithe is not just giving your money, it's not just giving some, you know, things to God. It is to show, tithe means it is to show that you completely trust God, you have faith in God, you obey God, you believe the principle, you believe this method that God has placed over your life. I completely believe because you are my source. Lord, to you I always lift up my hand. You are the one who provides everything to my life. Therefore, I want to show you that, Lord, when I bring my tithe, I'm trying to show you things, money, position is not big. Your blessing is always great in my life. So I want to, I want to show you, you know, if you understand the, that the blessing of the Lord is upon you and how the blessing of the Lord is working in you and when the blessing of the Lord works in you, how great it will make your life. I want to show, you know, because Abraham has demonstrated these things for us. He went and gave his tithe to Melchizedek who came in the form of God. Now why is it necessary for Abraham to give? Because he understood that more than my money, more than what I give to God, his blessing is always big, his blessing is always great. Because of his blessing, I am alive. Because of his blessing, which gives me strength, which gives me anointing, which gives me wisdom, which gives me every, you know, good things in my life, I'm able to survive. I'm able to do such great things in life. I'm able to overcome every challenges, every situation in my life is just because the blessing of the Lord is working. I want you to come with me to Hebrew chapter 6 because this is where you find about, uh, you know, Melchizedek. I want you to look, you know, there are six, you know, ways that I want to show you how Abraham made the blessing of the Lord to work in his life. Hebrew chapter 6 verse 20. So the first thing that we got to see here, Abraham is raising a question, who is Melchizedek? Why did Abraham give tithe to Melchizedek? For that answer is in verse 20. Whether the forerunner is for us entered, even Jesus made an high priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. Now look at, in the time of Abraham when Melchizedek revealed himself to Abraham, it was the shadow, the image of Jesus that was revealed through Melchizedek. Jesus revealed himself to Abraham. God revealed himself to Abraham and he's trying to show him, I have come to bless you Abraham. Abraham is trying to show to God, Lord, I know you always want to bless me and therefore I know that your blessing is the greatest thing in my life. I want to show you that I always consider your blessing as something great in my life. Therefore, I bring the tithe. That means the first and the best which belongs to you, Lord. Tithe means, you know, if you earn 10 rupees, one rupee belongs to God. Now the next question you see here, the next thing, first he says, who's Melchizedek? Melchizedek is the shadow of Jesus Christ. And now here if you see, you know, who's Melchizedek? 
Hebrew chapter 7 verse 6, you know, it says, but he whose descendant is not counted from them received tithes of Abraham and blessed him that had the promise. Now, Melchizedek, the second thing that we see here, the second way how Abraham showed blessing is big. He's trying to show that blessing is big by, you know, giving tithe into the hands of Melchizedek. And when he gave the tithe which belongs to God into the hands of Melchizedek, who is in the form, in the image of God, image of Christ Jesus, he gives the tithe and Melchizedek in turn gives him the blessing. Now look at Abraham understood, this is the way how I can get the blessing of God. Now when I give what belongs to him, when I show to God, Lord, I have faith in you, I obey your method, I obey your principle, I obey, you know, your ordinance. Titus, you have created it. It is not created in this world, it is not created by any man. It is God who has made this method to be used by the people who have been blessed by the Lord in order to show how much you trust Him, how much you have faith in God, how much you obey God, how much you have considered God as your source. And you see, Abraham is going forth and he's giving the tithe. And the Bible says, Melchizedek received it and he blessed Abraham. Now, as Christian people, we got to have the right understanding about the word tithe. Because that's where we have so much of doubt and so much of our own opinions. You're getting what I'm saying, you know? I want to show you, clarify that you got to, you know, clarify all of your opinions, all of your doubt by the truth which the word of God is talking about. Tithe is not something which you give, you know, just because to support somebody, just to support this church, support this ministry, support some, you know, your pastor, no. Tithe is not given for that. Some people say, why should I give tithe? Only if I give tithe will God bless me? You say God is a God of blessing. Why can't he bless me without me giving tithe? Why should he need my, you know, one rupee out of the money that I earn, you know, one, one, you know, one, one, one part that he needs from what I earn? Why should God get tithe from me? It is, it is to show, it is to find out whether you trust him, whether you have faith in him, whether you obey him, whether you have kept him as your source, whether your hand is always lifted up towards this beautiful God. In order to check you, in order to test you, God has made this method to test yourself. We got to test ourselves every time when there's some blessing that God brings into our hand. No matter whether it's little or big. You got to always be in a position to say, Lord, I'm going to give what belongs to you because I want to give you the first and the best. You give your 10 person from what you earn to God and the next 90 person, you receive the blessing of God. Some people say, you know, even that hundred percent is not enough for me. Why should I give ten percent to God? If I can have that ten percent, you know, I will, I, I can manage with some expense of my life. Those kind of people you see, they go through a lot of lack and wants. They keep saying, I don't have money for this, that, you know. They go keep on complaining because the blessing of the Lord is not working in their financial area just because they haven't considered God's blessing as a bigger thing in life. So when money comes, you know, in the matter of money, God is not bigger. Now money, you know, takes a bigger position in our life. That's where you have yielded your life to a king called Sodom. 
Now you got to always fix your heart upon the king of Salem. Melchizedek, king who is a righteous king, who is a king who gives you peace, who is a king who gives you prosperity. You got to focus, you got to fix your heart upon him. You got to check, you got to calculate, you know, when you don't do that, you know, now what happens, you have a wrong calculation. When you say, you know, I can't even give, I need 100%, with this 100% I'm not, you know, satisfied, I have so much of need, you know. That means you are, your calculation is not right. You haven't understood to calculate the blessing that God will pour upon you when he opens the windows of heaven. That can happen only when you bring. The Sarivat widow, she received the blessing of God into her life just because she was able to bring the first bread to God. Blessing began. Now, in order to blessing to start in your life, you know, you need to show your faith. You need to show how much you obey God. You need to show to God, Lord, you are my source. You are my everything. Nothing is bigger than you in my life. Every time, you know, when you receive money in your hand, the first thinking that you should have is you got to think about God. And when you think about God in whatever the blessing that God brings into your life, your heart will immediately respond and say, I'm going to consider God's blessing as greater in my life. Therefore, I'm going to give the first and the best to God. I'm doing it out of faith. I'm doing it because I want to obey God. Because this is what going to keep my life blessed. Abraham did that, you see. He believed this is the way how I can receive the blessing of God. Never question the methods of God because this is the method that God has played. So you got to have the right understanding. You are not just giving your tithe and your offering to God. is to support somebody. No, it is to show to God your faith, your obedience. When you show your faith and your obedience and who is your source, I tell you my friend, rest everything is going to receive the abundance of God. Don't say, you know, let me give all my commitment, let me finish all my commitment and if there is something left over, God is a God who understands better than anybody else. He understands my condition. No. He says he, he wants you to check whether you trust him. He says, you check whether you have kept me as your source. And if you say, yes, Lord, you are my source. You are my everything. I have lifted up my hands to you. Then I tell you, my friend, you know, bringing God's tithe before him is not going to be a problem. Those days you see people were living in the agriculture society, right? The Old Testament, if you see, you know, people... They brought the first harvest, the best harvest to God. From their cattle, you know, sheep, goat, you know, cow, whatever. They bring the best to God. They, they never brought something which is going to die tomorrow. You know, they did not say, Lord, we don't know whether it's going to survive or not. Therefore, we give, in to, you, give to you, Lord. Better you make it to survive, it will be a benefit for your kingdom. No. They always brought the best and the first to God. That's, that's the attitude of a man who believes that the blessing of the Lord is working in his life and the blessing of the Lord is bigger than anything else. Now you see, you know, Abraham had a part to do when God said, I'm going to bless you. I will bless you, Abraham, and I will make your name great and you're going to be a blessing all the, you know, families of the earth are going to be blessed through you. Now, this is not just going to happen just because God has declared it. If it is just going to happen just because God has declared it, everybody in this world would have been blessed. But that's not going to happen like that. You've got to show your faith to God in order to be blessed in such a way, in order to make the blessing of God work in every part of your life, you've got to show your faith to God. It is impossible to please God 
without faith. I want to add some more thing to that. It is impossible to get anything from God without faith. Abraham was able to show to God how much he had faith in God. Nobody told him the spirit of the Lord was inspiring his spirit and therefore he realizes all of his success, all of the blessing that he had in his hand. Therefore out of all of that he brought the first and the best to God and he gave it to Melchizedek who came in the form of Christ or God. He gave tithe to Melchizedek to show that he trusts God. He did not bring his tithe and gave to Melchizedek just because God is in need or Melchizedek is in need. No, no, no. Never bring your tithes, never bring the tithe that belongs to God and the offering that belongs to God thinking that there is a need for God, there's a need for ministry. No. You are giving to show your faith to God, your obedience to God, your source, who is your source, whom you believe. Where is your hand is always lifted up. You got to show, in order to show your faith and your obedience, you are bringing the tithe that belongs to God. You are not just helping God. Actually, God is the one who is helping us. How many of you believe that? God is the one. So never have a wrong idea about giving your tithe to the Lord. Got to clear, you know, you got to clear... People may throw in a lot of doubts. People, you know, you know, you, there are so many people talk about so many things. Why you need to give tithe? You know, is it, is it important to give, you know, 10% of your tithe? Do God really want it? You know, they raise all kinds of questions, but you got to get back into the word of God and find out. Bible talks so much about the blessing of Abraham. And the blessing of Abraham worked just because he brought the tithe that belongs to God. Therefore, his life was blessed tremendously. You don't have to, you don't have to compare yourself. You don't have to look into this and that. You got to just believe, yes, Abraham was blessed by God and he brought the tithe to the Lord. And Melchizedek received, you know, the tithe and he gave him the blessing. I want to be in that position, Lord. Every time when I blessed by you, I want to bring the first and the best to you. And I want to give you, and I need you to give me your blessing. I need that the blessing of the Lord to work in my life continually. That's the greatest thing, you know. Show your faith to God. You can test God through giving the tithe and offering that belongs to God. God says, test me in this. See whether I will not open the windows of heaven and pour out rain upon you and you will have no room to contain the blessing of the Lord. You, God is saying, you test and see me. You can test God by giving your tithe not just because I'm coming to this church just because I'm a Christian, you know, just because it is said. No, I understand. I trust God. I have my faith in this Lord. I, I, you know, have kept this God as my source. I want to obey Him. I know He's the one who's blessing me. I want to show to this God that I'm giving the first and the best. Every first and the best in my life always belongs to you, Lord. My tithe is not big. Your blessing is always bigger in my life. And that's why I bring my tithe. So Abraham gave his tithe and received his blessing. Amen? And the third way how Abraham continued receiving the blessing of the Lord, you see there in verse 7, you know, chapter, uh, Hebrew chapter 7, verse 7. And without any contradiction... The less is blessed of the greater. Look at that. Without any doubt. You can also add that word instead of contradiction. You can say without any doubt. Without any question. Abraham knew that the lesser is always blessed by the greater. Now who is the lesser? He knows I am the lesser one. 
Greater one is the one who makes his blessing work in my life. Therefore, every time when I take the offering and the tithe that belongs to the Lord, I am giving to the greater one. And when the greater one receives it, he is blessing the lesser one. That's you and me. You got to have this right understanding, my friend, every time when you bring your tithe. Don't think that you are great, you know. They will sometimes, you know, put thought into our mind thinking that, oh, I am a great person, I'm earning so much, I, you know, my influence is this, I have power, you know, this and that. Never allow pride to enter in your mind. You got to always know, no matter how much you give to God, you are still a lesser person. You're getting what I'm saying? Christian people, sometimes they go wrong in this area. You know, they think, you know, sometimes when they give so much to God, they say, I am so important. They got to give me more important because they, they think that they don't understand that they are always a lesser person. Greater one is the God who's making the blessing of the Lord work in your life. So you got to always come with an approach to God saying, Lord, I am a lesser person, but I know I'm giving to a greater God who's always ready to bless my life. That was the approach of Abraham, my friend. What is our approach? In order to make the blessing of the Lord work in our life, we got to always consider, Lord, I am a lesser person. I know without any doubt, the lesser one is always blessed by the greater one. Amen? And the fourth way, how Abraham, you know, received and considered the blessing of the Lord bigger in his life, you can see that in verse 8. And, and here, men that die receive tithes. But there he receiveth them of whom it is witness that he liveth. Now what is he trying to say here? Every time when you bring the tithe and offering and when you give into the hands of the pastor who's been teaching you and, you know, helping you to grow spiritually. Or every time when you bring your tithe and, you know, you know, give it in the offering, drop it in the offering box, what happens? You got to know that you are not just giving to a pastor. You are not just giving to a person that you can see. Because the person whom you see may live today, may die tomorrow. But every time when you come and give, you don't see that person, but you got to see a person who's standing behind your pastor who's receiving the tithe and offering that you give to the Lord. Abraham had that clarity, you see. You got to have that clarity. You know, only when you have that clarity, you will have no wrong idea about giving your tithe. I want you to get that in your mind. Some people, you know, they think, you know, sometime when they give and when they keep giving, when God blesses them and when they keep, you know, growing and keep giving more and more to God, they think that, you know, just because of me giving, you know, pastor is like this, you know, he looks like that, he dresses like this, he does things like that. These kind of different thought, devil may throw into your mind. That's why Abraham says, never look at the person to whom you give. But always try to meditate the person who's standing behind to bless your life, who lives forever. He has no beginning, he has no end. I remember I was talking to a friend of mine who's a pastor. Who said, you know, he heard somebody telling him that you got to not look good among people. You got to always have a very poor look. You're getting what I'm saying? You got to show yourself as if people have more sympathy on you. Every time when you come and stand here, you got to show your sympathy face. You got to show your sad look. So that people will look at you and they will have sympathy on you and they will continue to give more. I asked him, where is it in the Bible that you say this kind of thing has happened? And he just told me, you know, if, if we look good, if we dress well, if you, you know, look good in the church before people, people think, ah, pastor has good enough, he's good enough, why should we give him? 
That's why the word of God says, don't look at your pastor. But look at the God behind your pastor who's standing, who lives forever. He blesses you. He continues to make the blessing of the Lord work in your life. How many of you are getting what I'm saying this morning? These are great teachings that should always, you know, be fixed in your mind and heart. Maybe when you, when you, when you start giving, you won't, you won't have this kind of thought. But when you start to give more and more, when the Lord blesses you more, devil will slowly bring in the thought of Sodom, king of Sodom into you. You got to always say, no, 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 I am not serving the king of Sodom. I am serving the king of Selah. He's the God who lives forever. He's the God of righteousness. He's a God of peace. He's a God of prosperity. He's a God who does good. And he makes his blessing work. I serve him. I obey him. I put my trust on him. So Abraham had this perfect clarity, you know. That's why he never stopped considering God as the first and best in his life. Every situation you see, Abraham, the reason why the Bible is talking so much about the blessing of Abraham from Old Testament to New Testament, because he always had the priority of God, giving God the first and the best in his life. Because he know, I'm not just giving tithe to a man who's just going to receive and die. But every time when I give to this man, to the priest, to the man of God, to the pastor, I know there's a God who lives forever, who's standing behind my pastor to receive what I give to the Lord. That will help you to see the blessing of the Lord continue, grow, bless your life in every aspect. You know, so you got to, you got to have that clarity. You got to have that clarity. You got to know what is tithe. How do I give tithe? Why Abraham gave tithe to Melchizedek? Who is Melchizedek? What did Melchizedek do? He received and he blessed him. It's trying to show him that you are a lesser person. God is the greater one. And it's trying to show you there is a God who's standing behind every time when you give, when you, you know, give the tithe and offering to God. God is the one who lives forever standing there right behind your pastor, right behind your church. As you give, God is blessing you. These truth will help you to enrich in keeping God first and giving God the best in your life. Some people think, you know, I'm going to give, I'm, I'm not going to give uh, uh, to this and that, but I'm just going to give my offering and my tithe to people who are suffering. Bible says, you know, you, you need to give people who are suffering, who are in need. That Bible is referring as alms. You cannot take that out of your tithe and give. Just because you don't want to give your tithe, you can't say, I'm going to give my tithe, I'm going to divide my tithe. No. That means you don't trust Him. You don't, you know, believe God. You are not continuing to put your faith in Him. You are not continuing to obey Him. So you got to, you got to have this clarity in your mind when you do all these things. Because I know every time when I give, there is a God who lives forever, is standing behind and watching, and is continually working out the blessing of the Lord to work in my life. And the fifth way how Abraham received the blessing, now verse 9 and 10. And as I may say so, Levi also, who receiveth, receiveth tithes, paid tithe in Abraham. Look at that word. The tribe of Levi, you know, they are the priest who receive tithe from the hands of people. They also, it says, paid tithes in Abraham. What does it mean? For he was yet in the lions of his father. 
when Melchizedek met him. Now that is the greatest, you know, greatest blessing God is trying to show. Every time when you give the tithe and offering to God, God is trying to show it is going to bless you and your generation. It's not just going to stop with you. It's going to continue for your generation after generation. You see, Abraham, you know, when he gave his tithe, after Abraham, you know, Isaac, Jacob, you know, Moses, people of Israel, and God had, you know, 12 tribes, and in that 12 tribes you have Levi tribes, you know, who's the priest, high priest, who are ordained to receive according to the law of God. This happened, you know, many hundreds of years later, but before that, before that you see, you know, God made Abraham to give tithe. And when Abraham gave tithe, they were yet in the bosom of Abraham. They were not yet alive in this, you know, earth. The generation has not yet come. But before that generation could ever come, Abraham, you know, he gave his tithe into the hands of Melchizedek in order to, you know, keep his upcoming generation to be blessed. That's the truth, my friend. This is the truth. You see why people of Israel flourished, why people of Israel came out from every kind of you know, struggle, you know, captivity, failures, you know, you know, curse, and all of that thing. People of Israel were able to come out and they were able to live in the blessing of the Lord. It's because Abraham, many, many hundreds of years before, he gave to the Lord who came in the form of Melchizedek tithe, when he gave his tithe to the Lord. God was faithful to bless his generation later. I want to tell you, it's a challenge to us this morning. If you have one faithful Abraham in each and every house, let me tell you, you are saving your generation. The blessing of the Lord is not going to stop with you. It's going to continue for generation after generation. And that's why God has placed this method. This is how God's blessing will work. And in order to make the blessing of God work in your life, God has brought in a method called giving tithe to the Lord. It will bless you. It will bless your children. It will bless your children's children. It will continue to bless many generations. So you got to be faithful. How are you going to be faithful? You got to say, I'm going to trust God. I'm going to put my faith in God. I am going to obey God because he is my source. I have always lifted my hands to this God. And I'm going to keep sowing my seed of tithe to the Lord. I will never know it can bless in so many ways my upcoming generation. We have family, we have children, we have so many generations to come in the coming days, coming years. In order to keep your generation blessed... Look at this one man, Abraham. Just because of this one man, God was able to bless the generation of Israel. I want to tell you, just because of you and me being faithful to show our faith in the method of tithing that God has placed before our life. When you sow your seed of tithing to the Lord by giving the first and the best to God, no matter what you have in your hand whether it's the least or big, small or great, I tell you, my friend, it's going to keep blessing you generation after generation. And the final way Abraham, you know, received the blessing of God, you know, many people say this tithing came only under law. Now that's where you have to have a little clarity, you know. Through Moses, the law of the Lord came into existence. You can see that in John chapter 1 verse 17. It says, you know, through Moses, law came into this world. And through Jesus Christ, grace and truth entered into this world. Now that's why many people say, you know, just, just because under the law, 
I'm not going to give my tithe because it's under the law. This method of tithing comes under the law. Therefore, I'm not going to give tithing. I have a lot of questions about tithing. I have a lot of doubts about tithing. For such people, I want to tell you, before ever God gave the law to Moses, 400 years before the law that was given to Moses, you see the life of Abraham. There was no law. There was no law in existence. But Abraham understood the method and the principle of God's blessing, how it will work. So this is a principle, this is a method that God has placed in order to keep the blessing of the Lord working in your life, to flourish you, to increase you, to bless you in every area of your life. You know, let's not question, let's not segregate all of these things by saying it comes under law. No, it is a method that God has placed to work his blessing in my life. I'm not going to question God. You see, the best example, you know, when God brought Adam into the Garden of Eden, what did God say? Genesis chapter 2, verse 18, he says, you can eat from every tree, but only one tree, he said, do not touch it, do not eat it. The day that you touch, the day that you eat, you will die. That one, that's tight, my friend. Don't touch the tithe that belongs to God. As long as they never touched that fruit, they were obedient to God. They had faith in God. They had relationship in God. They enjoyed the blessing of God. There was nothing lacking in the life of Adam and Eve. But when they touched that one thing which God said, no, it is for their good, God said, don't touch it, don't change it, don't change the method I have placed over your life. Do not disobey me. The moment they disobeyed, the moment they rejected God in their life, the word, and they, when they stopped obeying God, now every curse, every thistles and thorns started to grow in this world. Curse entered this world. Every work became very hard. Every work became, you know, a troublesome thing to people's life. Because they, you know, when God said, don't touch it. When God teaches about the ways of how he wants to bless you, this is the method how God blesses you. Let's not question him, but let's trust God. You know, we believe that God will always bless us. Not just by just prohibiting that one fruit from our life. It's not going to, you know, help us lose so many blessings. No, in order to, in, in order not touching that one fruit, there are blessings that is going to come up again and again in our life. God is going to make the blessing of the Lord work again and again in our life. In order to keep the blessing of the Lord work, you got to consider the blessing of the Lord is always great. Amen? Now we, we, have a clear idea about which is bigger. You got to always say every time when you have some blessing in your hand, money, things in your hand, you got to say, no Lord, you are always bigger than these things. You are always bigger. I trust you, Lord. I've lifted up my hands to you. You are my source. You are the God who blesses me. I am always a lesser person every time when I bring my tithe to you. You are the one who blesses me. And I want to keep acknowledging that. I want to give you the first and the best because this is the method you have placed. I'm not going to question it, but I'm going to seek ways to work out these things in my life. I'm going to keep trusting you, keep putting my faith in you, and I will follow your ways. Amen? Let's stand to our feet. And let us pray this morning. Ask God to bless our life. This is the way how God can really bless you, my friend. These are biblical truth. These are not the words of some person's word or some, you know, method that has been found in this world. No, this is the truth that God has ministered your life with. Father, we thank you for speaking to us this morning. Thank you for showing us Abraham as an example of how the blessing of the Lord 
worked in his life and you showed us through the demonstration of Abraham giving tithe into the hands of Melchizedek. You showed us six ways how we can make the blessing of the Lord work continually in our life by bringing the first and the best to you always. Father, I pray that this truth will enlighten your people. Always to consider God's blessing as bigger and greater one. Continue to minister us, continue to bless us. I pray as they leave and as they go forward to work, Lord, I pray that your blessing will be upon their life. I pray peace in their family. Lord, I pray your prosperity will work in their spirit, soul and their body. Let them prosper in everything. Let them be successful in everything. Let the good hand of the Lord continue to hold and sustain and strengthen them. Be with us and continue to bless us. Bless each and every hand which has come forward to give the tithe and offering that belongs to you. Continue to bless them. Continue to meet all of our need. We know and we believe the blessing of the Lord is working in our life. We give you all the glory and honor. In Jesus' most precious name we pray. And everybody said together, Amen. Now unto him who is able to keep us from falling and to present us faultless before the Father, Son and the Holy Spirit. Be majestic dominion both now and forevermore. Amen. Amen.